everybody, welcome to another comic episode of Game My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, and who is with me tonight? Uh, Stefan JD. Dylan Ferguson. All right, well, welcome back. Thank you very much, but I'm glad to be back. All right, now I want to introduce what we're talking about since this was my pick, because nobody else would have picked this. Um, we are going to be talking about Aquaman The Trench, which is volume one of the new 52 line that came out. Hmm, I should have had that in 2011. <laughs> in 2011. I could I didn't have it pulled up right away. I was like, wait a second. Yeah, this is uh... seems so long ago. Yep. Nine years ago. God, that yeah, that's a while ago now, especially like for a comic like that. A lot's happened. Oh, none of the new fifty two even matters anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those that don't know, I'll give a quick the new fifty two is when they relaunched all the DC comic line and they started over with a different younger characters and Aquaman used to be married. Now he's not. No, no, nobody's married. Nobody's in relationships. They kind of just re to kind of start over. <laughs> Everyone's single. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now I the, DC has only I think redone their continuity I think three times. There was uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Uh, some other thing I can't remember the name of that wasn't that good. And then New Fifty Two. So this is the third time they've done it. And then there which, was Rebirth later. I think. I think it's all part of the same thing. I don't remember. Well, New 52 happened because of Flashpoint, but we're not going to talk about that today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really like, I always like Aquaman, even though everybody hates him in average. <laughs> <laughs> always had a thing for the character. I think he's cool for, I don't know why. Maybe <sighs> I just, I like I mean, characters other people don't like, maybe. I don't know. He is cool, but he's, I mean, he is kind of lame. <laughs> no, they, they they go into it in this book. This is actually partly Stefan's fault. I'm like, okay, I want to read an Aquaman story. And he's like, we can read the trench, I guess. I'm like, sold. Yeah, that was so, the first thing I saw on uh DC Universe. It was like recommended Aquaman the Trench. I'm like, why are you recommending this to me? I don't read anything but like Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing. I don't know. They <laughs> wanted you to read a good book. No. Oh. <laughs> I never read Doom or swap thing. Doom Patrol so, is amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, I'm assuming most people at this point who listen to the show know who Aquaman is. He's the guy Ooh. that talks to fish. <laughs> so. I used to uh, enjoy Robot Chicken's little skits of him when Superman was in front of him. <laughs> and he'd just go up to like a fish tank and be like, guys, guys, and they're like, talk to me, you little bitches, and he just shake the fish tank around. <laughs> Uh, oh, the, I, oh, I mean, this comic, even like right in the beginning, you know, it shows you that people know who Aquaman is. He's already been the king of Atlantis. He's already left Atlantis and he's living on he's been living on the surface world for the last like four years. I want to say this takes place. He's been gone I for four years. Protect the shore. OK, yeah. pretty much. He's already joined the Justice League that drew him out of Atlantis. And that's a whole nother story. But. So he, people know who he is, but everybody makes fun of him. You have the first scene of him stopping a bank robbery, and they're making fun of him already. Like, like there's a quote, uh, there's a line, you need a glass of water or something? Like, it's just a complete, utter joke about Aquaman. Yeah, the whole freaking, I even wrote down in my notes, this is a really stupid opener. Like, this is the worst way to open the comic book. Yeah, like, there's it another really line. Is. <laughs> I can't believe we just got upstaged by Aquaman. Like he's a badass hero character. He he can take bullets. He can he can go toe to toe with Superman at times. Like he can fight. Yet he's just a complete utter joke. At least he was before this. Well, yeah. and there's several panels in this where like you see his face and it's like he's getting shot. 
he's bleeding and he's like it's like that scene in dodgeball where he gets hit he's like you made me bleed my own blood (laughs) it's that face and i'm just like dude why the hell would you do that he's gonna fuck you up it's aquaman he's still a superhero and he's pissed yeah have fun he still sits at the table with the big boys in the justice league yeah, he's always been one of the main ones, I want to say, as long as I can remember. Yeah. yeah he got his I own think... movie. <laughs> hey, that, that's a that's an okay Aquaman, and I'm okay with him. It's a much different Aquaman than the one that we got in this comic, but I don't... But that, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> I think Jason it's funny Lamar how they... do anything he wants. Yeah. Like, one thing that I that they make fun of this comic, too, which I completely understand, is his outfit with his bright orange shirt and green pants. And a couple times, he's like, hey, it's armor. It's Atlantean armor. Like, I like how they kind of try to justify it. Uh, I mean, if you look at somebody in real life with some awesome, like, Aquaman cosplay, I'll give it to him. It does look badass in real life. Like It does. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with his armor. It's just, it's just, it's such a callback to the old days of what it really looked like before it looked cool. Yeah, when it's an orange shirt. Yeah, it's just, uh, I gotta put on my orange shirt, honey. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, the early comics, are, he looks so freaking stupid. When he doesn't, it doesn't look like armor. It, so it I, literally it just looks like an orange shirt and some green pants. <laughs> I mean, we say this, but every superhero used to wear their underwear on the outside, too. So. Yeah, uh, sure did. <laughs> I'm glad that we're past that phase. Yeah, mm, I think everyone is. Well, Superman's still holding on to it, but he's kind of the good guy. Not hey, a new fifty-two. Superus alone. Mm-hmm. In the new fifty-two, he's got a better out. Well, he's more stupid in the new fifty-two, though. I would argue. <laughs> he's <laughs> yeah. he's edgy. Yeah. Mm. What did you guys think of the scene in the first issue when he goes to the diner? I mean, that's when they get really stupid. That was funny. I he all goes you do to, is uh, talk to fish. I don't talk to fish. I manipulate their midbrains. Because <laughs> he orders fish and chips. He goes to a, a seafood diner and they're just like, What? What's Aquaman doing here? Well, it's just it's just the whole scene is weird because like the waitress just walks up and she's like, Yeah, I'm working three jobs and trying to put two boys through college. It's like, what? All right, that okay. <laughs> characterization it it, it makes him human though like i like it he's just and that's his answer he's like what are you doing here i'm getting lunch Mm -hmm. why going so well no i mean i thought that was funny yeah like even the jerk that walks up to him and he just starts randomly asking him questions like he's just such an asshole about it and it's like dude that's aquaman he could punch you through a wall you're still wearing your aquaman suit i just did you just come from doing aquaman things like riding a whale. Yes, yeah. exactly that. <laughs> or in that famous gif, riding two seahorses. Oh, hey, yeah. That's an amazing <laughs> gif. I used to watch that cartoon. <laughs> We're friends. old. Yeah. Yes, we are. I mean, they, they really pile on the jokes early on in this. I mean, they pile the jokes on this entire, this entire issue, these entire issues right here. Gets better There's- later. Yeah, there's an ongoing joke that they always say, but I didn't put it in my notes. It was just something everyone keeps saying as soon as he leaves the scene. He talks to fish. That goes on a yeah. lot. Like that's like in ev- like almost every other panel, like a joke about him just talking to fish. It I, it kind of got annoying a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I get I, it. I mean, they it goes away after these first six issues. They kind of start to he starts to become a much cooler character. 
Well, I mean, I'd argue that after the first issue, he becomes cooler. It's just that first issue that's just so weird. Yeah, I mean, they were it was kind of them making fun of the way Aquaman had been viewed for years in the past. And this was them trying to say, here's the joke. We're going to get it all out and we're going to start to show you that he's not the character you think he is. Right. Which this they do it greatly in this. But early on, you have scenes with him talking about his dad and they, they do very quickly, even though they're acting like, you know who he is, you know where he came from. They start to kind of show you how his dad raised him, how he, you know, his mother was the queen of Atlantis and then she left him. And every single day, his dad would go out to the to the pier and wait just in case she showed up again. Which, spoiler mm. alert, she doesn't. So, right. He's not in this book. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not your mom. <laughs> okay, that was that was kind of fun. But they kind of they try to really humanize humanize him and show you how you know he's not this inhumane character. He's not you know he's a person and what and the things that are what he's suffering with. And they right. go way more in later arcs to kind of show you what has happened to him in the years before this this had started. Because it, it's up until he joins the Justice League that he kind of starts to be happy about being a surface dweller. Because he, which isn't completely shown in here, but he hated the surface and had really devoted himself to being an Atlantean because of what happened with his father. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then on the flip side, he's kind of talking to Mira, his wife, the super hot redhead. Yeah, she's cool. I mean, mm, well, mermaid. I'm going to mm. I'm just I'm going to get to that. But she he basically has he's conflicted about being the king of Atlantis. And he just tells her blatantly, like, I just don't want to do it anymore. And she just for no reason doesn't even argue with him. She's like, all right, sure. Whatever. Well, whatever you want to do that later, by the way, they do. But at Not the beginning, it was just. It was just weird characterization because I was like, she's just going to agree to it. She's not even going to say anything. Well, and I get it. Like, she's madly in love with him. She's completely obsessed. It's Mm -hmm. also too. there's also they insinuate it, but they don't completely touch on it. But there's a whole bunch of history of things that happen in the four years since they've been living at this lighthouse. And Mm -hmm. I can tell you it, but it's not in this book. So I'm going to leave it out. (laughs) (laughs) For those that don't know, which is anyone listening, I've read a ton of Aquaman. We were only supposed to read the six, the first six issues. I've read the first 22, so, because <laughs> I just couldn't stop. I made it to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next next arc's a little tough. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, like everything with Mara. Like, I, I, well, I also just really like the character of Mara. Humble break, but I have when Aquaman and Mara get married, thanks to Tiff. She bought it for me on our one-year wedding, or one of our, our for our wedding present mm-hmm. <laughs> so i ha- i have their wedding issue which i just have always liked these two characters i've really always liked merrick as well Merrick's hot in drawings and in the aquaman <laughs> movie you know that's another story oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, that's good i mean i like her less now after all the after everything came out about her what amber heard but uh, so yeah. that's not gonna be said on here beautiful <laughs> but deadly mm. Mm, deadly is one word for it <laughs> but it's it's near the end, the last few pages of this book, where it, it turns into a com- in the first issue complete a complete horror book. Mm-hmm. I mean, which one thing is so awesome about the trench? Like I never knew what the trench was up until the Aquaman movie. Like I did not realize this is their first appearance of the trench. Like you have a bunch of fishermen out in the sea somewhere just fishing, and one guy's like, "Oh, I got a bite, and it's big," and he fought. They, he gets pulled in the water, and, and they go to throw a, bu- a buoy. You live yeah. Near, I was gonna say you live near the water, but no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. no, uh, it's 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 dirt. They they basically play lifeguard, is what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. And I love it. You just see the blood pool in the next issue. You see his hat, 
in that next issue, next panel, you see a hat, and then you see what ends up being one of the trench dwellers. They have a name. I know that up. Yeah, I just call them the trench because that. I mean, I think that's all they call are the trench. Yeah, they're just called the trench for those that they look like giant piranhas, humanoid piranhas. Yep, they're basically like uh, the seas aliens or something. But they're terrifying. Like the first time I saw that, I was like, "Okay, this is." I did not expect there to be this demon dwelling water dweller. I mean, their first line is there's food up here as they jump on the boat and kill everyone. Yeah. They... Like, what the hell? <laughs> okay, um, Aquaman. I mean, they I mean, they murder the hell out of the fishermen in the second issue when you just see them ripping apart people. And once one thing I thought was really cool to kind of show you how these are kind of just beast is he ends up shoot. He shoots one of the monsters with a flare gun right in the face, kills it. And they start eating the body. Right. They eat their <laughs> own. Mm-hmm. They sure do. Well, they're just, they're, they're hungry. I mean, it talks in the whole reason why they're here, but they're just really, really hungry. Well, and yeah. they, they touch on why they have to consume so much like later on, but Jesus. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's so much. We should mention that at the beginning of the comic, this isn't like that's the first thing you see is the the trench beings like they just they're coming out of their trench and they're going to the surface because they think food's going to be up there. And then it comes back to it later and they just eat the shit out of the fishermen. <laughs> OK, good point. I kind of forgot to mention that first. The very yeah. first couple of Yeah. So, I mean, it it lets you know that they're act- and then you finally get to see it later. And it is it is badass. Like they spit on people, too. And it starts when the spitting does it starts to paralyze the person or the creature that they're spitting on, mm-hmm. which I thought was also like a really cool idea. I mean, there are just some brutal scenes of them just chomping on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to say one of them is the king that's on the ship too. If they introduce early on, the white one, oh, the okay. white one. Mm-hmm. And for those that don't, for those that don't, you know, haven't seen the movie, they look like I think it kind of, as I briefly said, they look humanoid but pale skin. Like you can see their brain on their head, and they got giant teeth and black eyes, like creepy yeah. as hell looking thing. Kind of yep. like an anglerfish on steroids. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a good comparison, and they have fins too, because you know they're fish. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really weird too when Aquaman Aquaman because what they do is they get like so hungry that they start to see the lighthouse and they head towards the town and they start eating people. That <laughs> <laughs> is mm-hmm. not just people, anything living, anything like, meat. Yeah, like this whole setup is already just like this could be a horror movie, a hundred percent. Like Mike said, this could be or Dylan, this could be a horror movie. Yeah, and it's brutal. Like they don't just stop and like say like they don't get full and leave. They keep eating. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, and you have Aquaman sitting at home with Mara, and they're you know again just through photo albums, which I thought just- was cool. And you have the officer show up. Just sitting there ready for some Netflix and chill, and then Officer Spanky shows up. You know, that's very accurate, because she's wearing a green nightgown, and and he's shirtless, and yeah, pretty accurate. I mean, (laughs) it's tough being a superhero. If I was Aquaman, I would have just stayed home, you know what I mean? (laughs) I I do love when they answer the door, he's like, is that that Aquawoman? And she just gets all pissed off. Yeah. That's that's another ongoing joke. Everyone's like, are you Aqua Woman? <laughs> Bitch, I am Mara. Oh, I God. Mean, and that gets those... touched on later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
For those that don't know, Mara's power is she can control water because she's like a wizard. Let's she's like a water sorceress, let's say. And even and that's her power is to mold water, do things with water, take drain water out of a person. She can do. We'll come back to that. But it it, it does a good that's job in like <laughs> she's not the nicest character. Mm-mm. Maybe Amber Heard should play her. No. <laughs> I mean, let's face facts. Mary's kind of a bitch. She really is. Oh, wait till later. <laughs> mm hmm. Understandably. I mean, she's had a lot of really bad shit happen. Mm hmm. I get it. She's, uh, she's not used to being on shore either, which is a very big, like, plays very big in the story for her characters that she doesn't really know how humans are. And some of the things they do, like we do. Like, she doesn't understand why they do it. Like, it makes no sense, which she's actually right. Like, a lot of things we do do, it's like, it's just out of hate or jealousy or, you know, bigotry. And she starts to see it, and she really doesn't like humans at the start. I feel that way, too, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> there are times when I question people, too. We, uh, me, me and Dylan deal with, deal with it at work every day. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, we do. Yeah, that's it's the best. <laughs> Someday we will talk about that if you don't depending, but that's for another time. Oh, mm, uh, yeah, but later on, later on. And we were saying the scene where he shows up at the at the pier, and you just see like everything's missing. There's just blood, but there's no people because everybody's been eaten. The whole <laughs> dock is just clean, and there's some divers in the water, and they find a cocoon that they pull out of the water. And they st- and that's when he starts see he starts hearing things saying food 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 and he doesn't recognize what it is but right. it's something because he at first he can't hear the sense the monsters he's like what is that like I don't I don't sense any fish I don't sense fish. anything alive on this on the ocean around this area like everything is dead and gone and it's explained later that their st- survival instincts somehow override his deep sea like telepathy. So it's just it's just who they are that stops him from reading them, which is very I thought that part was cool. I actually like that. It, it, I like it, it took uh, a I, sea villain and made it have a reason why he couldn't just go away. Tell go away, guys. Yeah. Well, and I like the fact that they they, they straight up just say like he's not talking to fish. He's controlling their midbrains and making them do this and he can't do anything at all. Mm hmm. They do a good job of it. And like even when they, they first when they first get on shore, they're like our food. And they just you just see a, a page, a full page of like 20 of them just coming, just jumping out. And they just look vicious as hell. So badass. <laughs> it it <laughs> really is. You have the cops shooting them, which does nothing. And you have Mara go recognize them. Aquaman's like, no, I just like that. Nope. <laughs> I'm like you're supposed <laughs> to know who these people are. <laughs> you recognize these guys? <laughs> no. And then you have you have Mara starting to fight right off the bat using her water powers and just I mean she's turning water into freaking like concussion blasts, you know, one way to put it, and just ripping these trying to rip these things apart. Mm-hmm. So cool. And then you have Aquaman get his I mean he starts he gets his ass beat in this fight, I want to say, against the king. Yeah, I think I think doesn't he bite into his shoulder through his armor or something? Well, first he takes the trident away. He has the trident, which we hadn't mentioned yet. Man carries a trident, which is one of the other one of the kings of Atlantis trident that he gets in a in a different story arc. And when he fights the the trench king, he just grabs it out of his arm, spits on him, and says, "This food." <laughs> he sure does. I the trench king is 
he's a lot different than the other ones. Like the fact that he's white one makes him just stick out even more in those panels where it is just them and it's him in the center of it. Mm -hmm. And he's just Jack and he's just, (laughs) he's fucking scary. (laughs) Yeah. Like all the other ones are like, if we were describing like athleticism, they'd be like runners. And he just looks like an Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilder. Pretty much. <laughs> like, he is ripped. He's taking his uh, his blowfish steroids or something. Mm. <laughs> He's having a I whale mean... of a time. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and he does bite into Aquaman's shoulder, and he, and he starts to fuck him up. Like, they even, you know, Mara's still holding her own, but Aquaman is going toe-to-toe with this thing, just punching them, and they're just fighting hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. And he's just chomping on him. <laughs> you know what, though, Mike? I will admit that whole part with Aquaman, he looked pretty badass. So did Mira. They both did. They did. Oh, yeah. they... I mean, Mira's a badass character. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh. she did, She does not give a crap. She will kill anything. <laughs> I can't remember if it's said in here, but she is an assassin. Mm-hmm. She is. They do touch on that whenever, and the okay. very, that one part. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about one thing that I know that isn't mentioned in this arc is she's not exactly from Atlantis. She's from the Bermuda Triangle, mm-hmm. which is and not in this arc. But she's not specifically who she says she is. They kind of sort of say it. Mm-hmm. Not well, out and out, but they say something. Well, we'll get to it to. later because it's it's like the last issue that I read and Dylan read that it kind of goes more into that. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll touch back on it. But I do like the part when the king gets mad at Aquaman because he just—he's been—he smacked him in the face with a trite, and he's like, "Bad food," and just throws him across the pier and uh, and just fucks him up. <laughs> yep, that yep. was fun. And then one of the creepy—I mean, to me, it's a creepy ass scene. The trench all start taking people with them, and like, we'll bring the food home, and they grab it and jump in the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I mean, that to me is a very like, not only are you going to get killed, but you're going to be taken somewhere. You're trapped and then murdered at some point later down the road. You're not just like, we're not just, OK, we're dead. You're eaten. Like that just to me is so much it's, worse. It's fucked. It's like I said, it's like aliens, how they would like cocoon and like, you know, take them later for food for the face huggers. You know, it really yeah. um, is. I they also in this scene, they give away two things that are pretty cool where in the cocoon. The whatever's cocoon in it and they show a dog when they open up that original one they had pulled out of the sea. It's oh. still it's still alive. Like the people are still alive. The reason they probably cocoon them is because they have this thing called a bioluminescence, which means that creatures that have a bioluminescence, they're creatures of the deep. So they they have to like cocoon them to be able to, to survive the pressure of going down into the trench, which is where they come, which to me, that was a good explanation as to why they're cocooning them. I also want to say the trench is a real thing. Uh, I mean, there, there is a trench in the ocean around where they're having the story come from. Yeah. Very honest, isn't it? Yep. I was just about to say, uh, this reminded me of Death Clock because it's Nathan Explosion talking about the uh, Mariana Trench. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are no humanoid piranhas. We haven't met any yet climbing out, but I like how they took a real life thing and found a way to incorporate it in a story. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's pretty neat. <laughs> There's another dumb line in here that I want to mention where Aquaman tells him don't shoot in the water and the cop's like afraid they'll hit an innocent fish. 
And I'm just like, come on, guys. Why do you got to insult my Aquaman? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, I remembered the joke that they were kept making earlier. Everyone in the book that meets Aquaman, they're always like, but Atlantis isn't real. It's like, you oh, see, yeah, you see Aquaman here. Of course, Atlantis is real. <laughs> But like literally everyone says that they're like, no, yeah, nobody no. believes it. And that's that that's an ongoing arc or ongoing thing. Not even a joke later on, but just something about how people because people can't believe that there's a city underwater. Like they don't believe Atlanteans are real until the throne of Atlantis arc, which is a, uh, about 10 issues after this. Mm-hmm. Well, and what made me laugh is to figure out all of this stuff about the trench. They took the bodies of one of the trench and a piece of a cocoon. To a guy who's obsessed with finding Atlantis. Oh, yeah. Dr. Shin. Yep, Dr. Shin. Does that character play a larger role later, Mike? Yes, with Black Manta. Oh, okay, I figured. Yep. Is he, isn't he in the movie? Dr. Shin. I don't, I don't remember. remember. Yeah. I saw it once in theaters, and that was a while ago when it came out. Same. Like, same. <laughs> I can't remember. But, yeah, Dr. Shin does play a lot bigger part. For those that don't know, which is anyone who probably didn't read this book, Dr. Shin is this, is this guy who had met Aquaman when he was a child. Aqua boy. <laughs> and met Arthur Aqua Curry, boy. which is his real, which is the, the name of the character when you don't call him Aquaman. And he's Aqua the one <laughs> that Back when he started... was a wee little minnow. <laughs> okay, that was fun. He was the one that started to train him and taught him his powers, but then he tried to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. he wanted to prove Atlantis was real, which is very again, it's just weird that people are so focused on Atlanta, Atlantis when Aquaman's there. Like he's living proof that there's people under the sea, you well, know, they they're just floundering around. around the subject. That's all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Now we need a sea fact at the end of this or something. <laughs> I, have, yeah, I, got okay. I got you. We'll do it at the very end then. I thought that was cool how they, they kind of, you know, and they bring the body of the, the trench to Dr. Shin because he's the one, he's the most person that's going to know the most about Atlantis living surface dweller. Correct. Which I think is cool. I mean, they don't really go into it as much in this art, but he, Dr. Shin had a lot to do with him being a child and a lot to do with what, like, he hates him because Dr. Shin had, had ended up teaming up with Black Manta without realizing what he was doing. Which is not mm. in this, but that's that's another reason why he hates him, right? <laughs> so, but uh, before before we get because it's like that, it, this comic is really short. But like before we get into the, like the last little third act of this, they do mention one other thing about the trench monsters, and that's that when they leave one behind, they feel like the like the goo around its mouth, and they say that it causes paralysis in its victims, which. At that point, I was like, okay, it causes paralysis in its victims. It needs to feed constantly or else it dies, and it lives in an underground or a sub-level to the world. Is this Blade 2? <laughs> <laughs> like, is this oh. really Blade 2? Because that's exactly what those vampires do. <laughs> that's a reference not everybody's going to get, but I did. <laughs> oh, man, when I first saw Blade 2, I thought that movie was amazing. Yeah, same. <laughs> Unfortunately, last time I watched it, I wasn't so happy with the movie. Yeah, it's it hasn't aged well. <laughs> no, mm, mm, I really still better than Blade that. Trinity. That's sure. Blade Trinity's better. I love uh, Blade Trinity, but uh, I, yeah. Ryan Reynolds—that's the only reason why I like it. <laughs> and then it shows after they have the body, and then you have Doctor Shin's last line: "Tell me where Atlantis is." 
because he wants the body to prove that he's not crazy, which oh, yeah. not, doesn't work out so well for him, but <laughs> nope. they don't like him. <laughs> and and then it shows them diving into the into the deep sea where you're going. I mean, you're going all the way down to where it's pitch black and you have ang- I think you want to say angler fish, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I don't know my fish as well. I know I'm asking two guys who live in the desert, but you know. <laughs> so. You know, hey, I'm from Montana. I might know my fish. We have some of the best fishing in the world, sir. <laughs> what else you can do in Montana? Hunt, drink beer, okay. redneck shit. <laughs> I like the Isn't drink Ma- beer part. <laughs> Isn't Montana where Far Cry Five takes place? Yes, it is, and <laughs> that <laughs> is ac- pretty kind of accurate. A little bit, I mean, in parts. Yeah, I figured it wasn't too far off. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> and then that, as they're going down, they end up finding out. You know, they're finding the. They finally find the actual trench that where these things had came from, and that that is another cool arc or cool page. I should say not arc, cool page. Mm. And that's yeah. where you see all the Lantine ship that had been down there for years that's been crashed inside the trench. Right. And we get that other story beat of Mira kind of being, I don't want to say cold, but she's just like, well, why don't you just blow up this volcano or whatever the hell it is, these rocks, and just bury them inside the trench so they can't get out. And Aquaman having a big heart and being a superhero is like, I can't do that. These are beings and, you know, we need to study them or. Well, it's the people. It's all the all the victims they took down. He wants to save them. Right. That's why he won't seal it. Right. And it's just it's it's another one of those beats where she's a little bit colder than Aquaman on pretty much every subject. (laughs) And once again, we come back to that whole entire this. It's making Aquaman more human and more serious. Right. Exactly. Instead of this goofy, campy dude who talks to fish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Once again, this is a whale of a story, people. (laughs) And it keeps going. Yeah. I mean, it's also creepy when they get down the trench and you see one of the baby trenchlings and it's dying. Like, it's, and it's just an ugly little thing, too. Like, that is one ugly ass baby. Oh, it yeah. Is. It, it kind of looks like a rockfish and an anglerfish had a baby, and then that baby got hit with an ugly stick a couple times. <laughs> it looks like a humanoid, small baby piranha. Kinda. Kinda. kinda and that's weird. when you. But this also kind of gives a reason to why they left the trench because they're a dying race and that's why they're looking for more food because they're having all these babies and and they're they're not surviving. They can't live like they don't have enough food to survive because they have, as we said before, they have to eat so much food to keep living. Yeah. And then Mara even says like, oh, like they show signs that like they're mutated and like they're inbreeding. That makes perfect sense. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, if 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 a race or any or creature or anything is inbreeding, it you know the genes are not going to be far enough away, and you're going to have problems. It's exactly. also super fucking gross. <laughs> that too. That too. I was talking about humans. I was talking more about other animals, but yes. Yep. It's gross than anything, but it's worse than humans because they know better. Well, they exactly. Should. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about Arkansas. <laughs> 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 I was thinking of a story. I, can't, I think we might have said on this podcast before about South Carolina where someone's going to marry their cousin and Stu was like, no, that's not okay. I'm sure it is. No, no, that's not okay. Mm-mm. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> so, We're, No, we don't need uncle wife cousins. I'm sorry. It's it's one of those jokes where if there's any Arkansas listeners or Alabama listeners, they're just la- they're not upset. They're laughing. 
because it's true. We're and in we every, appreciate you. We're mm-hmm. in every state except for North Dakota and South Dakota. We're not really in yet. That's so weird. I don't get eh. it either. <laughs> so there's but, a few eh. states. Yeah. North Dakota is one that we have never really gotten a lot of listeners from yet. So we need more listeners, North Dakota. <laughs> All right. Um, and then you see the throne room where the big, the big ass ugly queen is sitting, which reminds me of the. This is the bird queen from X Men. The brood, right? The oh, the brood. Yeah, brood. Yeah, yeah. she reminds me of that an underwater fish version, but it reminds me of that. That's... She reminded me of the alien queen, like an alien. Oh, okay. That's... I mean, both those comparisons are. Yeah, they're the same thing. I would say. Yeah, they're they're apt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're both queens. They're both ugly. <laughs> they're both birthing. You know, lots of, lots of babies. Yeah, that shouldn't be alive. No, no, <laughs> they should not. <laughs> and then you have Aquaman go in there, and because I mean, cause the whole top of the walls are all the the people that were captured and are put inside these cocoons, and the throne room and everything they're living inside that these trench are is inside an old Atlantean ship that they had built to create their throne room. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Doesn't doesn't Aquaman find some sort of like hologram and it kind of explains that that whatever the Atlanteans were there and then they just kind of got trapped and now they were surrounded by the trench monsters or something. Yeah, they got murdered. He finds an old glyph that he can read later. That's right. Which kind of goes into the into the the last the last two issues of this arc, mm-hmm. or yeah. after this arc, but before the next arc starts. That's right. That's the way to. That's the right way to work it. I'm and glad those, you clarified that, Mike. Those three <laughs> issues are really weird. They're really weird. Oh, this whole thing is weird. Like when you find out more about what's going on with that ship and things, it gets even weirder. Oh, I don't doubt that. I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure I will be like, what the hell even then when I get to that? I just couldn't stop reading. But one thing he does is he goes in as he goes underwater, he goes into the ship. He burst out part of the wall to take the eggs back to the surface, which pisses them off. He takes away their food. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Our food. I mean, all you see is lines say, and I, I love how in their dialogue boxes, part of it's written in English so you can read it, but part of it's just a bunch of looks like hieroglyphics when they're talking. Yeah, it's almost like the di- the balloon bubble for the dialogue is like hieroglyphic writing, whereas their thoughts are the actual wording of what they're saying, which is like more food or he stole our food. Here's my thing. Can Aquaman understand them? Because, like, there's certain parts whenever he's fighting them, like, it seems like towards the end there, like, I, he can understand them. I, I think no. he mentions it that he's still he's like, I'm sorry, I still can't understand you, but this is what I have to do this or something. He knows that they're not completely like to, to the regular person. They're seeing these mindless beasts. I mean, he doesn't completely see them as mindless beasts, but he doesn't see them as, you know, friends. <laughs> yeah. But he, at the same time, he doesn't want to eradicate the species, even though he doesn't completely have a choice as as the story goes. Because I mean, they're they're murdering him. He's fighting the king, and I mean, I was gonna he's... say this whole entire time this is going on, he's getting his shit rocked by the trench king and a bunch of other trenchlings. Oh yeah, until the until the queen grabs him, you and, it, and you have a scene of like a tentacle wrapping around his neck and pulling him down, and the queen is just ready to eat him. I will absorb you. Yeah. Oof. You will be absorbed into me is the line. And then for oh. the children. Oh, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> God, it's so creepy. 
I mean, it's and this fine. is also like one reason I like Aquaman, especially in because this I've always been a fan of Aquaman, but reading this arc really got me wanting to read more Aquaman comics. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stop till I finish the whole New Fifty Two run at the rate I'm going. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get to that later. But um, okay. he he. So basically, what he does, it's the superhero saves the day situation where he does he grabs all the humans, and he finally has to make that heartfelt decision where he does blow up the volcano. And all the rocks come down and block off the trench. Well, because... right, right before he does that, he says, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he says, I'm sorry. And it's it's very sad, but it's what he had to do. And he kills the queen. And they're like, the queen is dead. Yeah. Mother, and... I will avenge you. No, and they know they're dying. Like their whole line is, you will die with us. As he pushes a rock right into it, sealing up the vent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean you gotta do what you gotta do, man. If, if I had a bunch of crazy angler fish piranha people trying to eat my, you know, half race, I kind of <laughs> would seal them in a volcano too. Sorry, but I lo- sorry. <laughs> I like it that they make him feel for it. Like he's not 100% okay with what's happening. And mm-hmm. that's totally cool. I would get that. Like he's, he's closing off a whole entire species. You have other characters that wouldn't give a shit. I like it that he cares. Yeah. Exactly. And they rescue a bunch of people. It shows people being ripped out of the cocoons, kids, all sorts of people that were all captured that were on this beach or on the pier when it was that. Yeah, I, I would I would look at it this way. Like if we switched out Aquaman with Batman, Batman would probably be a little colder towards them and just do what he had to do and not say anything about it. You know, I mean, pretty kind of similar. I mean. Knock, knock, who's there? Not your parents. I mean, knock, knock, who's there? Not your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of still way the same. Yeah. Uh, Just one has a clown and one doesn't. Mm -hmm. Eh. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, clownfish, but ha-ha, ho. There's a, a, I like the part, there's a little kid that shows up. He's like, you're my favorite superhero, Aquaman. Oh, shut up. And then the cop is like, I still don't like him. As they (laughs) they jump off. The cop's a dick. Oh, yeah. Really is. There's this is that's basically the end of the comic. Basically, hey, you're skipping a very important oh, part. Oh no! I was, don't you dare! We're talking about it. I don't yeah, care. I, he I tried. Gonna say, I was gonna say there's one more other thing that we need to talk about. Well, when they mention almost nobody died during this attack, but earlier when re- when they mentioned they rescued the dog, the dog owner, when the few people that died just so you can have Aquaman and Mara adopt a dog, mm-hmm. and they yeah. call it. Aqua dog. Aqua dog. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> really? <laughs> really aqua dog. Yep. That could have so been something bad. something cool like crypto. I mean, give it a better name. Or bat dog. Come on. Bat dog's not any better. <laughs> I, it's, uh, I mean, not better. I, I at love all. it, but I hate it. I Love it, but I hate and it. And that ended up being the end of the trench arc, but not the end of what we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets weird, because normally for those that read comics, they, they tend to make arcs about six issues to fit into a, a trade. So when you buy a trade, you get to read one story arc in your trade that you just paid like 15, 20 bucks for. <laughs> right. On average. And issue five, where it gets a little weird, like the cover starts off called Buried Alive. And all I could think of, he's standing in a desert maybe Arizona, is all I can think about the Aquaman movie where there's that one part where he's not in the ocean. Right. They have to solve that little puzzle or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it's something like they need water to like pour onto something. It's very fifth element. 
to like get it to open. They, he he's in the desert. He see he's hallucinating from the heat. Sees his dad has a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> That's Here's coming up. But the water goes to the water and puts the glyph in the water. That's right. <laughs> Is that in the movie or the comic? That's that, the comic. That's okay. The comic. I, okay, I couldn't. That's very close to what the movie is too. But I mean, you the whole reason even in the desert, they don't tell you right away. They just show that he crash landed in the desert, and then it goes twelve hours earlier, and it shows him in bed with Mira, and she pretty much naked, which was amusing. <laughs> yeah, you don't show anything, but it. And then in the background, in the window, you see him. He's like, "What are you thinking about?" He's like, "Oh, nothing." And you can see a trench Demons. monster in the background. Mm-hmm. And it kind of talks about the glyph that he took earlier from the ship. And he had people testing it for him, and it made some kind of weird sound. And then it goes back to showing him wandering around the desert. So it just keeps jumping back and forth to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And Mira's kind of do- off doing her own thing. She's kind of getting acclimated with humans. Uh-huh. Where yeah. now that yeah, now that they have Aqua Dog, she needs to feed Aqua Dog with Aqua food, and uh, she goes to the drugstore i want to say just a random drugstore yeah the grocery store mm-hmm. and she starts just a normal grocery store before before you even get into the grocery store there's a there's like a manager hitting on a clerk that's a girl and it's already setting the scene of that this guy's a total perv <laughs> for some odd reason a total tool yeah tool and uh okay so that's a better word this is issue six we talked by the way yeah yeah and well I mean, it's all kind of one thing, but yeah. Mira, Mira comes in. She's looking for dog food, and the lady wants to help her. And she's like, "Oh, you must be." And the the tool is like uh, hot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sexual harassment. Yeah, panda. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that today. <laughs> South Park reference. Sorry. Okay, I had no idea you guys were talking about. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> But yeah, he, he he basically starts hitting on her. He gets close to her, and then he does the worst thing he could possibly do, and he touches her. <laughs> mm, where's the zipper yeah. in your face between your teeth? Here, I'll show you. <laughs> I do like when you know they they have her being this badass female character, and she just kicks his ass. She snaps his arm in half. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, you he broke my arm. <laughs> He had it coming. Mm, yeah, he did. But the reaction <laughs> is so terrible. Mm-hmm. Instant cops hold, don't move. Blankety blank. Man, I don't blame her for what she did next. I really don't. Oh she, yeah. She, she takes out the cops, like you know, disarms them, uses water, and just knocks. I mean, she doesn't kill anybody, but she knocks people out, and she defends herself because she, at this point, starting to look like a villain because they are like. Like, well, why is she attacking him? And she's done nothing wrong at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they put her in the back of the squad car. She's like, I give up. And I did like that. as They're taking her away in the squad. And she sees somebody who had just... She ends up... They end up, as they're driving along, having to stop somewhere because some asshole killed this girl's mother. And he has a gun, and he's about to shoot her if they don't back off or something. I don't even remember completely. The girl is... is his his daughter? daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. that makes it even worse and i do like it where she just knocks off the door and they're like what are you i thought you surrendered <laughs> she's like obviously not 
And Mara makes that a big point where she, whenever she gets out of the car, probably like, hey, we had you under arrest. I thought you surrendered. Well, clearly I haven't. Because she just <laughs> takes the handcuffs she's in and just goes, snap, and just kicks the car door open. Yeah. Gets out. I have clearly not surrendered. Goes to the guy and goes, you killed your wife? Yeah, and I'm going to kill her if you don't back off. And Mara just starts sucking the literal water out of this man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like how she's, I mean, the line is also like, the water I'm pulling from you, thanks to me, relatively, you haven't drank anything in a few hours. Now a day, a single day without water, you'll feel fatigue now, headaches, muscle cramps. I mean, and then it's like two days, erratic Paul's blurred vision dementia, three days. Like it. <laughs> well, and it goes back to that joke that Stefan was talking about with the whole entire, oh, do you need a cup of water? Yeah, it's, it also reminds me of like those, uh, like, Surgeon General commercials where it's like may cause vomiting, bloating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Uh, And there's two other things we should we should mention about this issue. One, it kind of briefly talks in her backstory. Very little in this, but she was originally trained as an assassin, and Aquaman is considered not the real king. You think she comes from Atlantis, but as I know because I've been reading way too much Aquaman, she comes from the Bermuda Triangle. But it shows you how. She was supposed to kill kill him, and she ended up defending him against her father. And she's left for the last four years, has not been underwater. Mm-hmm. Because she... Well, and- there's, like, a little moment where I think she said something like, he's not a threat to us because he's obviously, like, he doesn't want anything to do with Atlantis. He just wants to be on, you know, land and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're a traitor. Traitor! He gave Atlantis back to... His, his half-brother, Orm, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which isn't touched in this story, but... Well, and it, it's kind of cool to see that, that, like, she gave up literally everything to kind of just be with him and to save him from, you know, being killed. Right. Yeah. And it's it's really cool. Like, they, it makes you really feel for the character, and then you have a part where she's sitting at the water after she had rescued... The girl that she had kind of rescued... Not the girl, but the one that she had that she had kind of interfered with at the, at the grocery store comes up to her with a whole bag full of dog food mm-hmm. and, and all dog sorts toys of, and of dog stuff, yeah, which is just cute. And <laughs> it it kind of renews her faith in her faith in humans that oh maybe all of them aren't so bad, which is fantastic. I love that message that you know accept people for who they are, not what you think of them. Exactly. And it's to touch back on the part that we had completely finished up on, like when you had Aquaman. In what he was doing during this part in the in the previous issue, it kind of shows you how he had that relic that was at a, like a military base, something being being observed, and somebody breaks in to steal it. People in a bunch of green suits that look like right out of Doom, like look, look mm. at the Doom Space Marine, and he punches a guy in the face after boarding their ship, and he's like, "Water, they're Atlanteans." And I mean, that was kind of cool that it shows like he was confused. Why are the Atlanteans up here? Why are they interfering? You know, why are they interested in this? in this glyph and Mm. i I love the fact whenever that happens they go don't shoot we have a leak (laughs) you're not in a boat you're in a helicopter well it's leaking gas i i get it but i'm just like that's all i instantly thought of like oh great now a boat pun yeah i wonder if (sighs) jeff johns probably did put that on there on purpose (laughs) yeah i'm sure like and when you finally examine the glyph there's, you know, it, it ends up because the glyph that he has is 
like a community, like, an, like think of it like a videotape recorder <laughs> or some kind of recording that it pops up projection and it talks about when Atlantis was first sunk and who did it, which is not addressed until later. We're not going to talk about today, which I know, but it has a recording and it shows that the ship had crashed into the trench and they can hear scratching on the side of it. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's creepy. Like, And as you know, they're talking about that they don't have long until they get through. It's kind of right. like that moment in Lord of the Rings when they're in uh, the Mines of Moria and they're reading the journal and they're coming. The walls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that, but it this doesn't really get played on yet, but this, this these are more arcs for later on that they really do go into. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to already go ahead and say maybe we should cover those at some point. Um, we definitely should. I would be down. We have to cover. We are going to cover Throne of Atlantis later on, which is a Justice League story, which is really fucking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends who you want to. I mean, the others is cool, which is the Black Manta story takes place immediately after this. I do love me some Black Manta. Mm-hmm. Awesome ass character. Mm-hmm. I, I saw some art that I really like from this stuff of him uh, stabbing him with the trident in a giant freaking Black Manta mech suit. So I, I kind of want to see what happens there. That's later. I didn't oh. even read that yet, so that's not anytime soon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Still look really cool. And then, and then the way that this at this little arc ends is that they're going to go back to talk to, to Dr. Shin because they're trying to figure out who sank Atlanta. Right. Because they're hoping he will know. Let's bring the proof of Atlantis to the fucking crazy guy. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Great. Good idea. At least I don't... this guy gets better. Uh, God, I hope so. He gets crazy. way better. And... and, and <laughs> As the story progresses, yeah, oh yeah, and he's really fucking creepy too. Like it gets, you find out more later on why Aquaman is not really hates him. <laughs> I uh, okay, I don't know. I just, I just really like how the one this one ended. Like I, like I was talking to Mike before we started recording, and he was saying issues five and six kind of finish off or connect like the two arcs. So the first arc. The first four issues really is just about the trench and then five and six is like a little bit of Mira and what Aquaman is discovering leading up into the next like arc story arc. Kind of like what X-Files did with the whole entire three canon tune on idea. It mm-hmm. worked really well. Yeah. Basically. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> um, so X-Files, what they would do is they would take three episodes in a row would be from the same arc. And then they would do two episodes of like, oh, we'll do a Wendigo and uh, some dude can't do something or something weird happened here. And then they'll go back to, oh, the smoking man or something else. They'll like they'll have two like singular singular episodes where it but it's also like leading into the next arc kind of like this. OK, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I, I someday need to watch that show. It, you, it's good. It's, it's definitely good. worth the watch. Mm hmm. <laughs> that about wraps up mostly what I want to say about this art. Guys, have any last things to mention? I have a fun about? fact about sure. Aquaman. He, uh, his his debut comic was recently sold for $75,000. You have no idea how bad I want that first appearance, but you I've know, given up on it. You, you, well, you know what's weird about it is he actually doesn't play a big role in it. <laughs> it's uh, actually Green Arrow who's mostly in it. What is his first appearance? Uh, 1941. Oh my issue, God. issue seventy three of More Fun Comic. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, that. I mean, those are stuff that I've 
Okay, the first Silver Age appearance is Adventure Comics 260. Right. But I got, I forgot he's a Golden Age character. Mm-hmm. He is, he is really old. There's a there's a lot. Like, one of my favorite DC characters is The Question. And The Question is literally, like, he. I think he appeared in, like, Blue Beetle issue 4, which is also a character that DC didn't originally own. They had to buy from, I forget, I forget who it's from. Charleston Comics or something, but I think you're right. I actually own that issue. First appearance of the question. That's not. I've, that's not an easy thing to find either. No, I found it for like two dollars, and it's worth like four hundred or something. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a few early Aquaman issues. I've never. I don't. The only thing I have is the wedding of Aquaman. Oh which yeah, was not cheap. But that's that's still a pretty badass issue to have, you know. Yeah, no, I, I I've been trying to track down first appearance of Black Manta before, but I stopped collecting comics for a while, and it's not. And then the movie came out, so. <laughs> I do have that fun ocean fact, by the way. Okay, what you got for us? Okay, so it's about the air pressure in the Marianas Trench. The pressure at the Marianas Trench is one thousand times that of the sea level's atmospheric pressure. So, like normal like air pressure in water would be like way stronger in the trench. So they're basically at the bottom of the trench where all of the volcanic tubes are in the comet. So imagine that being a thousand times stronger than what it would normally be. Interesting. Um, this kind of makes it a little bit more cool. I'd be kind of curious. I'd be kind of curious if, uh, uh, Aquaman ever mentions that again, that like maybe being that far into a sub level would like, affect his body in some way that would be interesting because mm-hmm. he but, is half human so yeah but he is uh he's basically uh superman in water so that is very true <laughs> <laughs> all right i think it's time to move on to shelver box mm-hmm. all right all right and dylan since you're our special guest why don't you go first um you know what surprisingly this would be a shelf it's really good it's surprisingly good i walked into this thinking about you know just making a bunch of fish puns but honestly it's good it's worth the read especially if you haven't really ever read aquaman and you want to get into aquaman um i'm definitely going to keep reading it um it's it's a really good story like it like i said it shows that he's human that he, he he's not just a dude who talks to fish he has all these other powers that they actually utilized in the comic surprisingly and they actually explain things really well mm-hmm. versus old campy Aquaman. <laughs> yeah, he's been very, and he was very campy before. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely going on the shelf. It's worse than it, that's it's worse than campy. It's just like, come on, just stop. <laughs> it is, but uh, this this redeemed it for me. It really did. <laughs> okay, I see. I, I I made someone of a believer. <laughs> so that's I didn't expect anybody but me to put this on the shelf. So, Stefan, I want to hear what you think. You know, I'm not going to lie. It was really good. <laughs> I was 100 percent surprised by this. I mean, granted, it is written by Jeff Johns. That's and a big the, part of it. Yeah. And the art, um, I forget his name. I think it's Ivan Rise or something. But the guy who does the art does a commendable job. His art style really fits well with Aquaman. Um, I would, I would gladly read another volume to keep going and give this a try because I don't know why, but this just, this was like, 
This is how I imagine Aquaman would be. Very badass, going on cool undersea adventures, fighting ugly things. Which essentially, I mean, they were Blade 2 vampires. <laughs> but I, I still, I don't care. I'm looking past it. I enjoyed it. I, the only it part... Yeah, it works. The only part that I didn't like out of the whole first six issues that I read was the beginning of issue one when he's in the diner and all that corny crap is going on. I was just like, just no, I I don't want to. Other than that, though, I I had a good one. Good read with this one. I'm putting it on my shelf. Okay. You heard my mom, that damn dog. (laughs) I like the dog. He's cute, but no. (laughs) <laughs> and i'll go last um i'm definitely putting it on the shelf as was to be expected since it was my pick i was i wasn't sure if i was gonna like because i had never even heard of this story before but it, it really grabbed me hell like i said multiple times like i can't stop reading I'm on, I'm, I'm on issue 23 and i don't and we just picked this a couple we just picked this like i want to say a few days ago from the time that we're recording this and i just could not stop reading i just ended up really getting into it and i'm not a big comic reader and for some reason, this book is just has my attention. I don't want to stop. So mm-hmm. definitely going on this shelf and I can't wait to read more. And hopefully when you listen to this, we might even be doing more comic episodes a, a month instead of just one. Hopefully. I hope it's so. not. Maybe it's coming. I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's all I got to say. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Same. Same. All right. Now, first, I want to thank everyone for listening. One thing I need to start saying more on the end of every episode, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting new images of the up- usually upcoming games. And I always do post me our new episode. So even if you might miss something, to, you might, you know, you might notice what episode we got coming up. So definitely follow us on there. Want to give a quick shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney. From ZP Bite the Bullet, the song of the Cool Kid Squad. So definitely stay tuned for more stuff coming up. We're going to keep doing this comic thing because it's fun. It is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and just to kind of say it again, what we did talk about was Aquaman, the new 52 volume one, the trench, which is issues one through six, what we talked about. So if anyone's interested, you know, I mean, because yes, we did talk about it, but it, you still reading the comic is reading the comic, seeing the art. Definitely take a look if this, if this, if this, if this wet your, t- wet your fancy, is that the right term to say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We will see everybody next week. Yep. Have a good Bye, one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.